Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, June 30th, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. The future class of gaming, a.k.a. Leftover Poppy Blessing, Eddie Oye Jr. Happy birthday, Tim Geddes. Happy birthday, Tim Geddes. How did you feel? Tim gets all the fanfare in the morning meeting, and then they're also like, also, happy birthday blessing, Sunday. Yeah, you know, it's the, it's the hazard of having a birthday on the weekend. Yeah, it happens to everybody. And also, it's twice. the hazard of, you know, having a birthday next to Tim Gettys. I guess, yeah. Because they're making a big deal. There's a big old birthday stream for Tim. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like you, nothing. And what do I get? Nothing. A barbecue two days later. But not, but I mean, that's for, two that's days for the birthday of America. Later. You know what I mean? Um, are you sure? <laughs> I think so. I think so. Wait, yeah. Those weren't all from me growing up? No, 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 no. no. Fire, what about the fireworks? Well, all growing up. A lot of those going on at the pig farm in Nigeria. <laughs> a lot of 4th oh, of July celebrations. I lived in Nigeria for two years. The hey, rest I'm just saying it was in Illinois. All right, listen. Yeah. Yeah. What are your What are your birthday plans? You do anything? Uh, what, year, what, what, what birthday is it? 29th. I'm turning 29. Oh, man. Yeah. 30's on the horizon, yeah, oh, old don't man. Don't say that. Huh? <laughs> don't say that. Uh, I'm going bowling. On Saturday oh, nice. with some homies. Yeah, okay, we're going to okay. go get dinner afterwards. And then I think we might do some karaoke. Some karaoke. That's great. Yeah. What are you going to go? What's the go to karaoke song for Blessing Eddie so, Oye Jr.? I don't have a good singing voice. And so what? I, I, tend to, <laughs> I tend to roll with uh, rap music. Mm-hmm. You know, I love a good rap verse. So you, so you can speak. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm spitting, right? I'm not singing. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm usually going like maybe a Lupe song. It used to be Kanye, but then Kanye said a lot of bad things. And so now I don't really do Kanye anymore. Sure. Um, but Lupe Fiasco, Kick Push is a pretty fun one. Or Superstar or, or Show Goes On because I'm a big Lupe fan. Um, maybe do some Nelly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hot in here? Yeah, yeah. I feel like the, the, um, Nelly has like a lot of fun ones. If I'm, if I'm feeling risky, like if I've, if I've had enough drinks... And I'm like, maybe I'll give the singing thing a shot, yeah. but I'm not like confident to sing all the way. I'll do some Drake. Because oh, Drake okay. has sort of the rappy, singy delivery sure. where it's kind of an in-between of both. And so I feel like I can get away with that. And also usually for Drake, people are singing along. And so, yeah, you know, it's like more of a group affair than just me up there doing a ballad. I appreciate that. What about you? Do you do karaoke? Oh, yeah. What's your go-to song? Uh, Edwin McCain, I'll be. Oh. Uh-huh. You know what? No. You would if it, well, yeah, this, ah! be your crying shoulder i'll be love suicide i, I got nothing I got it's nothing it's now. a crowd pleaser there's a yeah. if when we went to SummerSlam in nashville there's a video of me doing it in it the crowd's into it they're mm-hmm. into it you know what i mean you know uh yesterday janet garcia speaking of music brought up the idea that a lot of music nowadays has samples from songs from when, when me and Janet were younger. So, like, we're recognizing samples mm-hmm. more immediately mm-hmm. in a lot of songs nowadays. And she asked you, did that happen to you 90 years ago when yes, you were our, yes, exactly. uh, our age? Did that happen? Yeah. Um, a new album came out last night from this artist, Lil Uzi Vert. Do you know Lil Uzi? Only I, I hear, I heard of Lil Uzi. Yeah. If you brought in four Lil Uzi songs and I listened to them, I wouldn't, or, and I wouldn't be able to tell you which one. Yeah. You, know, you, know. you might know the song. Like, he does the song, I just, I just want to rock, rock, rock. That was hot on TikTok. Is it? Yeah. No, I it, it hasn't got to my algorithm, I guess, yet. Um, but anyway, he released an album last night, and I started listening to the album, and I kid you not, like, th- like three songs in, I'm like, how many samples am I going to recognize? And yeah. He has a song that, like, is barely even a sample. It's more of a cover of, um, ooh, what's the song that's like, wake up. Oh, yeah, Chop Suey. Chop Suey, yeah. He has a song that's basically a cover. It's not even awesome. a sample at this point. I and also, that. Honestly, that it rocks. But that's the thing is like so many people don't even know what Chop Suey. You know they don't it's know true. Chop Suey. It's it, it, music's a weird thing. Where I saw maybe it was I forget if it was an actual uh, mutual or if it was just somebody else in Twitter yesterday. But it, it, talking to some thirteen year old goth kid and they were like, "So what do you listen to?" And they're like, "Oh, it's a band you probably don't even know called The Cure." It's like okay, you know what I mean? Like that kind of <laughs> that kind of timelessness is there. But then there's little stuff like that where it, what was the other one? Um, it went around my algorithm on TikTok of somebody who didn't recognize Limp Biscuit. 
Mm. He the host mentioned. I mean, I've been Ryan Satin from uh, wrestling stuff, and he was talking about Limp Bizkit. And they're like, I have no idea what you're talking <laughs> about. Like Fred Durst, I have no idea what you're. And it's like outrageous. I do remember being what I was in high school and I was hanging out with my older sister and some of her friends, and somebody brought up Limp Bizkit, and also because I at the time I was probably like a freshman in high school, I had no idea what Limp Bizkit was. Yeah. So like I'm like Limp. Biscuit, like it was the most weird combination of words oh, I've sure. ever, yeah, I've ever yeah, heard yeah. in my life. And like one of them looked at me and they were like, this guy is so confused by hearing about Limp Biscuit. And they made fun of me for that. But yeah, I can understand. Like, yeah, somebody who's who is younger, not knowing what um, uh, what that is. Thinking well, I mean, yeah, no, no, totally. I get it. It's just one of those like, you know, the, there's that, that there's that institutional knowledge you think everybody has. Yeah. And you realize, of course, oh, no, you were raised listening to something completely different. You know, my example is always when I went to uh, Mizzou for college, right? You know, mm. I, I, I came from the suburbs of Chicago, went down to Missouri, and obviously that brought all types of folks to Columbia, Missouri. And one of my uh, best friends is Frank Turner, who came from Paris, Missouri, which is literally a one stoplight town with one ATM town. Like, it was that. That's like, it's the same as Paris, Illinois. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, but I will never forget him giving me a ride to Tiger Talk, which were the radio show where the, you know, uh, football and basketball coach go and talk. He would pick me up and drive me, and he would put on country, and he would be blown away as he'd go through, like, Conway Twitty song, you know, mm. Merle Hat. He's like, you don't know this song? You don't know this? I'm like, I've never heard, listened to country outside of 90s country when we were making fun of it. I have no idea what any of this is. Gotcha. And I feel that. Yeah. Like, for me, you know, I'm the same thing. I'm the same way with, like, rock or pop punk and all that yeah. stuff. But I do listen to this indie band or this independent band that I love, right, called Fall Out Boy. And yeah, th- they're my jam. I was waiting for they're the They're my jam. <laughs> they're my follow up. We don't mention them, especially after what was it, a couple of days ago when they did the, the cover of uh, uh, We Didn't Start the Fire. You're saying words right now, Barry. <laughs> I, I know I know the song. I haven't heard the cover yet. I've just I refuse to listen to it. I've seen the lyrics and it is fucking horrid. So it's so, okay, so hold on now. I had seen someone put up what I thought was them parodying themselves, the person putting up the tweet I thought was making fun of. A modern we start. Did they do a modern we didn't start the fire? They did a modern we didn't start the I fire. I gotta listen to this it's shit. Fucking awful. <laughs> do, they, do they rhyme George Floyd with Metroid? Oh no. That is what I saw spelled out on a wall and I thought it was a joke. Oh, I thought no. somebody was. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, what a dumb age to be alive for yeah. all of us. This also then doubles the video games, right? Mm-hmm. Where again, like, you know, I, I joke around, but I do it's a little literal thing of like when I make, oh no, I was reviewing this, and you and Jan are like, well, I was in the third grade when you reviewed that. I'm like, ah, yeah. Jesus. But it's also to the point now that it's crazy that I think, you know, I, I always talk about I'm lucky enough that I, you know, I was cognizant i feel like from nes on right so it's like i got to grow up with video games so sure there's old people like craig harris like oh you don't remember in television or whatever like, shut up craig harris mm-hmm. nobody cares but like it is that idea that there's like generations now and it's always oh well some somebody's first console was the P- n64 yeah. the ps2 the P-, you know and it's like wow to think about that that isn't just something you knew you just here we go all right where do you want me to start from verse three? Oh my god there's no way, <laughs> there's no way. this is real Wait, what if is this song? Get, <laughs> if we didn't get copyright striked, I like I would play it for you. Sandy but... Hook, Columbine, Sandra Bland, and Tam, uh, oh, Sandra no. Bland and Tammy Rice, ISIS, LeBron James, Shinzo A, Blown Away, Meghan Markle, George Floyd, <laughs> Burj Khalifa, Metroid. So he's just tossing does, in Metroid. Yeah, say, what does Metroid, What's have, Metroid to do have to do with this? any of this? I can kind of see. Is the, that a real thing, or is he referencing the game? He's, I mean, the, is. It's only the I mean, game, it, right? Like, you know, the remake. Fermi came Paradox. Out. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> he loved Metroid Prime Remastered. For, Fermi Paradox. I don't know what that is. Uh, Venus and Serena. Venus and Serena. Michael Jordan 23. YouTube killed. MTV SpongeBob. <laughs> Golden State Killer got caught. Michael Jordan 45. Woodstock 99. I, I, Keaton Batman Bush v. Gore. I can't take it anymore. Holy. No, I get what you're saying here. I get what you're saying. No, we're leaving Fall Out Boy behind. (laughs) They fucking they came back for Save Rock and Roll, and it was cute. And we just ignore everything. It's the juxtaposition of the tragedies of the world. Kevin, your childhood wonders. What is the Fermi paradox? Hold on, okay, you gotta get on a mic. Nobody can hear you. Everybody, I knew Kevin would know, but I didn't think he'd be able to come in. Here he is. He's getting ready for a big stream for birthdays. Uh, so that's where the like the universe is big enough that it should have a lot of life, but it doesn't. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Great. Thanks. Or at least that we—it doesn't have that we know of. Yeah. 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 Of course. There's got there's life. Trust me, I'm looking for intelligent life to show up in this fucking universe because every day we prove it doesn't exist. Back to this. Can I see the next set of lyrics, please? Oh, you want to see verse two? I gotta see. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can handle this. People are loving this. They love smoking word, Greg Miller. (laughs) 
Elon Musk, Aww. Kaepernick, Texas failed election grid, Jeff Bezos, climate change, white rhino goes extinct, Great Pacific garbage patch, Tom DeWong, and aliens, Mars <laughs> rover avatar, <laughs> self-driving electric cars, SSRIs, I don't know what that is, uh, Prince and the Queen die, world trade, second plane, Jesus what else do I Christ. have to say? I feel like a lot of these things are on the same level, I don't know. Give me another one. But also, there, <laughs> I'm coming, I got one is he talking about the blue people avatar, or is he talking about the, the, the last airbender? The More war in Afghanistan. Cubs go all the way. Obama, Spielberg, explosion, Lebanon, Una, Bomber, Bobbit, John. Ugh. Bomb. Ugh. That's Bobbit, Yeah, I feel like John. he's running out of things to say here. But, well, this is for the start. We're going in reverse. Bombing oh. Boston Marathon. Balloon Boy, War on Terror, Q, QAnon. Uh, Trump gets impeached <laughs> twice. Polar Bears got no ice. I, I, Firefest Black Parade. Why? I don't. Why are we wrestling? I want you to know. Yesterday, are we putting Firefest on the same level as 9/11? I was <laughs> racking my brain trying to use uh, Eminem's with, "Without Me" lyrics yeah. for the <laughs> the FTC trial with Phil Spencer because oh, yeah. the FTC well, won't, won't let, let me be, be or let, or let me, me cloud game on. And I, and I was oh. like, we're gonna, I was like. Even for me, and I hate using this. I hate it as an adjective. I'm like, this is too cringe. Yeah. I, I deleted the. Someone should have deleted this tweet of a song. Captain Deep Planet, earthquakes. Arab Spring, LA Riots, Rodney King, Deep Fakes, Earthquakes, Iceland Volcano, Oklahoma City Bomb, Kurt Cobain, this does feel Pokemon. Like a, you told an AI to write a song Tiger about Woods, MySpace, Monsanto, GMOs, Harry Potter, Twilight, Michael Jackson dies, nuclear accident, Fukushima, Japan, Crimean Peninsula, Cambridge Atlantica, Kim Jong-un, Ronnie Downey Jr., Iron Man. It's legitimately like, hey, you feed an AI the instructions of sum up major events of the last 20 years in two words each. Like, that's basically what they just did. And this is, so here's my question. Superboy, great name, and YouTube says, I mean, look at the old lyrics. It's just as bad, just a different gen. I do wonder mm-hmm. if when that song, when Billy Joel put it out, people were like, what the fuck is he doing? It, like, I mean, you know what I mean? Because like we were, I, I was, God, I don't even know that song came out, but I, whenever I heard on the radio, I was a kid. Yeah. And so it's like history and that's kind of cool or whatever, but it is, it was like, you know, JFK the, blown away. What else do I have yeah, to say? I guess. I think the thing is that time changes, right? And so like, People get, Harry Truman, people Doris get better Day, Red songs. China, and Johnny Ray, change. Well, I don't even know. Like that people. could work whenever that original song came out, but not work at all in twenty. This is twenty twenty three that this came out. That just came out yesterday or some shit. Jesus. Right? And, and then Billy Joel's "We Didn't Start the Fire." I don't want to see. Oh, eighty nine. Eighty nine. Yeah. Yeah. What is this? Joseph Stalin, Malenkov, Nazarene. I mean, I don't know my history. Rockefeller, <laughs> communist block. See, I feel like his is way more serious for the most part. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn's got a winning team. Davy Crockett, Peter Pan, Elvis Presley, Disneyland, uh, Baroda, Budapest, Alabama, Croatia, uh, Princess Grace, Peyton Place. Yeah, see, I don't even know what the fuck is going on. You know what I mean? I don't even know what the fuck's going on. Listen to the Lil Uzi uh, Vert album. I think it's probably... <laughs> If anything, it's probably the juxtaposition of events there and having them crammed into what is considered just a classic song. Like, rather than come up with your own We Didn't Start the Fire, yeah. Fall Out Boy was like, well, if no one else will, I'll do it. And they came out and they're like, I'm going to make the modern one. It reminds me, I'm going to butcher this. I think Tim Gaddis would remember better than I do because I was a kid when this happened. But I, I remember, I think Disney Channel did a version of We Are the World. And well, they, and then they did remember they did the Imagine one during COVID too, not Disney Channel, but oh, Gal, Gal Gadot. Yeah, and, and that was Gordon. terrible. And yeah, like, it's yeah. like basically that, right? Where it's like, oh yeah, let's recreate this moment, but you do it in the most cringe way possible because guess what? Like that was original because the first, the original one was the original one. But then when you copy it, it's like, oh no, this doesn't work when you're trying to recreate that spark. I have bad it. news in the chat on YouTube. WGO, WGO goes, why didn't they mention the Gollum game? Well, that's because the Lord of the Rings Gollum Studio is done making games. Baldur, Baldur's Gate 3 is really, really long and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through bad Fallout Boy songs and all the gaming news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show for free at kindoffunny.com slash KFGD. That's where you can write in with your questions comments concerns and squad up request to be part of the show live of course if you'd like to watch the show live as we record it good news you can for free on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and twitch.tv slash kind of funny games if you're watching live like wgo wgo is you 
have a special job, go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody listening and watching later on youtube.com slash games and podcast services around the globe. Of course, if you like what we do here, if you like these shenanigans, if you like us being able to feed our families, head on over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny. On patreon.com slash kindoffunny, you can toss us a few bucks, and guess what? You can get each and every episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily ad-free as a YouTube video and podcast for your perusal. Of course, you'd also get the ability to get all the podcasts live as we record them one day early and also ad-free. They'd be on demand ad-free as YouTubes and MP3s and everything else as well. Plus, some exclusive merch and cool opportunities are all over there. Gregways, Kind of Feudies, you name it, they're there. Patreon.com slash kindoffunny kind of funny uh, if you have no bucks to toss away there no big deal consider using the epic game store promo code kind of funny that's our creator code when you're checking out in the store you could do it get us uh, some money you get charged no more money and you could also do it on your console of choice whenever you're using something like fortnite rocket league etc housekeeping for you a brand new episode of PSI Love You XOXO is up right now where we talk about our 15 most anticipated games for the rest of the year on PlayStation 5. You can get it on YouTube.com slash games and podcast services around the globe is PSI Love You XOXO. A banger of an episode. A fun time. I must listen. Yeah. We got to no, know. We didn't need to deal with the FTC. You know, oh, yeah, I was tired. I, was, I, don't, I don't know what Jim Ryan's talking shit about. I, I think after, what, like our sixth day in a row of talking about the FTC, my brain starts to melt a little bit. Let's get back to bit. talking about some videos. And so, yeah, it was nice to sit down and be like, we're going to talk about it on PS Love You, and then us going, let's not talk about the FTC. <laughs> <laughs> uh, over on Patreon.com slash Funny right now, you can get a brand new Remember Blank, where we remember our favorite games. Guess what? We... It's just me. That's right. It's a one-on-one. Uh, we did one combo. Remember Blank Greg way. It's 30 minutes plus up right now on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny. It's like the combination KFC Taco Bell. Exactly. Yeah. I'm at the Pizza Hut. I'm at the Taco Bell. I'm at the common. Uh, you can go over there and get it. Uh, it's up there. It's a great time. Uh, a whole bunch of your stories, a whole bunch of my stories, talking about why we love professional wrestling games. Remember, Remember Blank doesn't work without your memories. And right now. Over on kindoffunny.com slash remember blank. I'm asking you for your favorite summer gaming memories. That's right. Do that. And next week, we'll be talking about those with you. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Casey Andrew, Delaney Twining, and James Hastings. Today, we're brought to you by BetterHelp. We'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Six items on the Roper Report. A big That's incorrect. There's seven. Seven items on the Roper Report. In the live chat, Invisible Man said, I'm not sure what one-on-one means. It means it's just me talking to you. It's a one-man podcast. But since I'm reading your stories and I'm talking straight to you, it's like we're having a conversation. There's no mic. There's no But, like, is that, like, more, like, one-on-tens of thousands? No. I mean, no, no. You know how it is. It's a very personal relationship we have. You yeah. don't, don't, nobody like, thinks about that. You're in your car right now. You just ripped a fart and you're driving stuck in traffic listening mm-hmm. to this podcast. You're not thinking, oh, guess what? Tens of thousands of other people are ripping farts and drinking sodas and, you know, fucking jerking off. Yeah, taking dumps. I was thinking about that this morning. Like, I was, I was getting ready and I was, I was taking a dump listening to a podcast. And I was like, huh, people do this when they listen to me talk too. Yeah, yeah. Somebody right now. Is doing that while listening to this podcast. Now, earlier, hope you're having a good time. <laughs> earlier in one of the one of the things that was going on, earlier on one of the comments, this you're all g- great on the live chats today, so I can't keep out everybody straight. Somebody did when we were in the middle of the we didn't start the fire conversation. Was like, is this games daily or is this the podcast? You know, it, spoilers. It's a slow news deck. Yeah. Here's the question I'll ask you. Mm-hmm. And you're free to write in to kindofunny.com <laughs> slash kfgd if you want. God. How many people do you think have had sex listening to our podcast? Oh, a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's not what you would normally think what? of. I haven't had sex to a podcast. Like, I've never had podcast listening, listening escalate into sex. Yeah. But, like, but plenty I'm of people sure do, other people have. People do that to movies, right? Like, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like, Netflix and chill. And then that evolves. Yes, I love you and chill. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think it's like a couple that both listen to our show. Negative 1,000 says Alan <laughs> But it was like a couple that, like, are both, you know, they're both into video games or they're both into movies or whatever shows they're listening to, right? And, like, they both listen to, to our shows together. Uh-huh. And then, like, you know, just on a random, let's say Friday evening, <laughs> things sure. evolve in sure. a way, you know, and like, they, you don't have time to I, turn off the podcast. No. You got to get going. You when it's have a some... podcast, I feel like you do have a second to turn off. No, the you can podcast. rewind and listen, listen back later for the parts that we missed. 
Or you get your video Manny game news. says in the shower, yes. That's an interesting one. Like having sex in the shower? Or yeah, sex in the sh- you get in the shower, you turn on the podcast. We turn on the podcast, yeah. get in the shower. And then the shower escalates. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. Yeah, I think plenty. I think plenty. At least, okay. at least six people. <laughs> so three times. <laughs> One of them was a threesome. <laughs> now, whoa, where is 69 having the real conversations? Shower sex ain't great. You ain't lying. It's true. Yeah. I agree. Number one, everybody. Lord of the Rings Gollum Studios stopping <laughs> making games. This is Sal Romano and Gamatsu. The Lord of the Rings Gollum developer, in full stop, we had a conversation before. I will take your your wrongs. Daedalic? It's Greek. Mm. Daedalic or Daedalic? How do how do I guess like ideal idalic? So uh, Daedalic? I'm saying we're going to go Daedalic and I will go until I'm Greek is one of my weak spots for pronunciation. Sure. Back to it, sorry. Lord of the Rings Golem developer Daedalic Daedalic Entertainment will end internal game development and focus solely on publishing going forward, the company said today. In In a statement, the company described the move as both a, quote, difficult turning point and a new beginning in the long history of Daedalic Entertainment. The move will affect 25, Daedalic Entertain- 25 of Daedalic Entertainment's more than 90 employees. In a statement to Games Wurschcraft, a company representative said, quote, We value each and every member of our team, and it is important to us that, they transition, uh, that the transition goes as smoothly as possible. Therefore, we will support our former employees in finding new opportunities within our network, end quote. Work on another The Lord of the Rings game has been in development since 2022, will be halted as part of the restructuring. The upcoming uh, Deponia uh, Deponia game, Mm. Surviving Deponia, is currently in development by external company Atomic Torch Studio and is therefore unaffected. Daedalic? Daedalic? Entertainment is a subsidiary of Nacon, Nacon? Uh, (laughs) which acquired it in 2022 and published Lord of the Rings Gollum. The game launched to largely disappointing reviews on May 25th, as you can see right here, right there. Wow. Remember when this game broke, Roger? I do. And he saw it through. Like, good on him. He played the full thing, and I owe him a pizza for it. Um, Is this, this isn't a surprise? I it is. The more surprising thing for me is that this game came out in, in the state that it did. It's, it's rare that you see someone publish, develop and pu- publish, right? I guess the Nacon published it. But it's rare you see somebody put out a game mm-hmm. and then go, that was crap. Yeah, we're not good at this. We're done. Pack it up. You know what? Everybody, we're sorry. We're done. We're going to stop here. We appreciate what you did. You go for it. That's the like, huh. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Booed so hard they left not only the uh, the uh, the ring the arena they left the sport they're just like you know what mm-hmm. peace we've well, done irreparable damage and we're not good at this and we're not going to come back but I and I think that's the thing is the irreparable damage part because I look at their history as a company and yeah they've published a lot of games like they published more than they develop games in 2023 alone I am seeing like a handful at least ten games here that they're publishing from different smaller developers right and like a lot of these I haven't heard of right like there's this game Capes there's a game called Reveal Wild Woods wonderful right and like these are from developers like Splitfire Interactive the Rat Projects Pix- Pixel Split Octofox Games the, the the list goes on and like can't speak to the quality of any of these games but it seems like they look toward like smaller games right to pub- to to pol- pol- publish on that level but then when you look at the games they developed yeah in 2023 they only released um Lord of the Rings Gollum uh 3 years back they released this game A Year of Rain a couple years before that State of Mind a couple years uh, or a year before that uh Ken Follett's The Pillars of the Earth The Long Journey Home si- like the list goes on of games that not heard of any of these yeah Lord of the Rings Gollum is the highest profile title that they've developed here. And I think the fact that that was a failure on a level that everybody saw probably um, probably, probably made this a bigger thing than it needed to be for them, where it's like, okay, no, we're done. Like, we don't need to develop games because obviously here we have so much experience publishing and like we do so much publishing. And when we develop games, it's not like any of these are hits, right? Like I've not heard of any of these games. And again, there's this conversation about having a parent company, right? The fact of if you go to 
Day- Nobody's corrected me, so I'm going to go with Daedalic. Mm. Daedalic's uh, thing. And somebody did put in there, oh, it's Greek. like, And they put in the guy whose name is it's based on. I'm like, I don't know how to pronounce <laughs> that name. That doesn't help me. Uh, anyway, so uh, you go to their history page, right? And established in 2007, Daedalic in Entertainment is a publisher and developer of high-quality video games, blah, 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 blah. And you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, since April 1st, 2022, so just over a year ago, mm-hmm. Daedalic Entertainment is 100% is a 100% subsidiary of Nakon Entertainment, Nakon, oh, okay. which is what we're talking about before. Yeah. What's fascinating about that, right? Um, this is off of the Daedalic page, right? You click on Nakon, right? Uh, then you jump over to their thing over here, and they have their you know video games, right? You click on video games. Oh, sure. What do you guys publish? And they have their latest products here listed out. They have uh, they got racing, they got action adventure, they got sport, they got simulation. Not one mention of Gollum. Gollum mm-hmm. is like not on this page, which is fascinating and interesting because Nakon, right, are the publisher who I went to for demos a couple weeks ago before SGF where I saw Robocop. And when I came back, I was like, oh, Robocop was actually really interestingly weird and fun and da da da. And when they gave a presentation about it, they did mention Lord of the Rings Gollum there. Mm. But it was like, in a, you know, there are a litany list of other games that they're, they, they have people making and doing stuff. So I just think it's interesting that like, I wonder how much of, hey, all right, Data, like you're done making games or whatever. This is how it's going to go. We're going to move on. You're just going to be, we're going to use you as a publishing arm because clearly you already have stuff going and different things with different people and you know what you're doing or whatever. But however, we won't do this. Yeah. I mean, you look through Nacon and Nacon, like as soon as, as soon as you said the name, I'm like, oh, I recognize Nacon, right? And you go through the catalog and it is like a lot of these wrc games that i see release every single year the the racing games uh it is like they do session the the session skates them um you know the uh, vampire the masquerade swan song right and like they have a list of games that are low-key but also you can i can see the audience for like they publish a handball game every year they publish a rugby rugby game they got chef life simulator chef life a restaurant simulator which i liked enough when i glanced at it that i got a code for and i still haven't played also it's there's an energy today on uh-huh. Friday here at the end of a long week. I want to give a shout out to the chat that is just constantly spamming different ways to fucking say it. No one's agreeing <laughs> with each other. It's just nonstop people. That, and, and no one's written into you're wrong to tell me how to do it. Delican chest is Dildalus is how it's spelled. We're just going to call it D-E. Daedalus Entertainment. That's what it is. D-E. Mm, D-E. Um, but yeah, like, you know, Nacon has this list of games that uh, that keeps them going, right? That Like, I think that pays the bills for them. And they seem like they're pretty good at what they do. And so, well, this is a big thing about it too that I didn't mm-hmm. know from Nacon, right? When I got the presentation over there, their whole thing was they are big in the peripheral market. That's where it mm-hmm. kind of started for them and that's where they were going. And so then the game stuff has been coming up more recently with them. Before it was controllers, they have rig, they have mice, they have uh, all these different things there. So it's like a weird, you know, you're like, oh, it's paying the bills and getting done. Is it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's, you know, so many different, so much room for publishers of all sizes and shapes and ha- meeting their, you know, requirements for what they need to go out there and do for yeah. their business model. But yeah. And I think for me, the bigger thing here is that they're working on another Lord of the Rings game. And uh, that's been in development since last year. Crispy D games anymore. Yo, chat's on one today. Oh man, I'm having fun. If you're if you're somebody who listens to podcasts or whatever, like I would I would recommend going to the YouTube video because you can do you can click the live chat, I believe, for a video that's already been out, and then watch with the live chat there. This is probably one to watch with the live chat because the live chat is (laughs) 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 they like my balls. Dog, dog, dog. Now imagine someone having sex with this. It's not (laughs) happening. (laughs) Nah, man. Now Evan says. It's Daedalus. It rhymes with Icarus, and it is Icarus's father. So Icarus, Daedalus. 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 You know what you're pronouncing this Daedalus. Not one person is pronouncing this Daedalus. But yeah, the fact that they're working on the Lord of the Rings game, and now that is, that, that's that been halted. I think that's bigger. I think that's a big oh, sure. story right there, right? Like, Lord of the Rings is a huge franchise. Uh, <laughs> the Gollum developer making another Lord of the Rings game, kind of wild. But also, yeah, like they greenlit it before this game came out to terrible reception and so i can understand how 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 that happens but my question there is i i guess this kind of goes back to embracer and amazon and what is the lord of the Rings strategy here because so far you're like zero for one so we've already known obviously embracer groups talked a lot about hey here's what's going on we have the rights to lord of the rings this was one of their big things for publishing doing it uh there's an article i was able to pull up from the fpsreview.com uh from february 2023 uh talking about five lord of the ring games set to release within the next 24 months embracer group right 
Embracer Group acquired Middle Earth Enterprises in August 2022, granting it the intellectual property rights to the video games based on the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit franchises. Uh, this goes on, da da da. According to Embracer's Q3 report, uh, there are currently five Lord of the Ring games in development, all of which are slated to release in the next 24 months. One of these is presumably Lord of the Rings Gollum, an upcoming cinematic stealth adventure from uh, Icarus Daedalus. I got I got to say Icarus to be able to say Daedalus <laughs> Entertainment that Embracer Group will be earning royalties from. So we mm. already knew, obviously, there was a business arrangement there. Then, of course, since this was published, we know Embracer Group had the gigantic deal fall through. Then they put out the whole thing of like, yo, we're going to have to lay off a bunch of people in yeah. closed studios. We're yeah, figuring it out. Lord of the Rings. Now think about it this way. On top of all that, bad news for Embracer Group. Mm. And granted, we already knew Gollum was a failure at that point in, in time. Now you get to work on another Lord of the Rings game, which has been in development since 22, will be halted as part of the restructuring. Although not exactly Embracer Group's problem, their problem, right? Yeah. Like, they're not going to earn royalties You have this. to assume, based on the deal, they were going to get royalties from this, too. It's another line item that yeah. just went from hopefully being green, or being black, at least, to being red. So, now we've gone from zero to um, zero for one with Lord of the Rings Gollum to now zero for two with Gollum yeah. and the cancel, or the halts of this upcoming game that Daedalus was working on. Yeah. Outrageous. And that's the thing, of, it's so crazy, of, like, Embracer Group not being able to fucking buy a break. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is, all right, we're getting Lord of the Rings. Even if the games are bad, they'll make money. Even if the games, you know, are, aren't the best thing in the world, the audience will come for them. Yeah. Gollum burns that bridge, like, ruins it, if anybody even bought Gollum, which I don't think they did. And then it's like, okay, we're not making as much as we thought we'd make, because royalties are royalties. And then it's like, all right, we'll get royalties off the next game. We're not getting that. All right, well, we're having to lay these people off. The deal didn't go through. And like, yeah. And to be fair, to Embrace Group, they weren't the ones that made the deal with Daedalus for Gollum, because Gollum was greenlit in and out neither and they wouldn't have been the ones who made the deal for Daedalus's yeah. next uh, so Lord not their fault but they are seeing the negative ramifications exactly it's that. not their fault at all but they are going to feel these ramifications at a time where more than anything they just need capital they just yeah. need money to come through yeah so it's just an outrageous thing of like yet another punch in the gut for them as mm -hmm. they try to get going and get some kind of momentum but they can't even do that and then this is happening and then yeah Again, you wonder what the conversations are over there of not Nacon coming in and be like, oh, you guys are done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we saw this. You were just done. This is over. But we'll have to wait and see yeah. for what happens next with Embracer Group. For now, let's move on to story number two. Here's how long it takes to beat Baldur's Gate 3. This is Wesley Yin Pool at IGN. Wondering if you'll be able to squeeze in a playthrough of Baldur's Gate 3 before Starfield comes out? Be warned. One run takes, on average, 75 to 100 hours, developer Larian has said. Jesus. Baldur's Gate 3 is a sprawling, open-ended, role-playing game from the makers of Divinity Original Sin. Speaking to IGN, Larian boss uh, Sven, uh, well, I'm sorry, Sven Vicky uh, said the developer is seeing a standard playthrough of Baldur's Gate 3 takes 75 to 100 hours. However, players who want to do everything should expect to double that figure. Between 75 and 100 hours is what we're seeing, he said. But, or I'm sorry, that's not doing everything. That is just going to be one, that's just going to be a playthrough. There will be people who will be way over that. The ones who want to do everything. They will probably hit 200 hours, I think. On average, we're seeing people who are going through take about 75 to 100 hours. Uh, Vinky uh, pointed out, uh, however, that Larian expects to see different play styles upon Baldur Gate 3's release. Those who play the game in multiplayer, for example, may take over a year to finish the game as they organize regular sessions with friends. Quote, there are multiple ways of playing it, right, he said. Uh, we saw that with Divinity Original Sin 2, and it will be no different here. People who are going to be playing in multiplayer, they'll take a year, a year and a half. They will make regular sessions uh, where they play, like D&D, end quote. Even after a playthrough is complete, players may feel compelled to re-roll due to the nature of Baldur's Gate 3 itself, he suggested. Quote, it has an enormous amount of replay because there are so many ways to do things. I think people will re-roll a lot. We have this insane amount of classes, subclasses, races, subclasses. Okay. Uh, lots of subclasses. Uh, this is not a small game you're going to be done with. Anymore. We got sub-races. Oh, sub-races. I apologize. Uh, uh, in a month. Uh, you will be playing in bits and chunks. Maybe you'll drop in with a friend in multiplayer. We have drop in, drop out multiplayer also. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many ways of playing it. There's somebody in chat that says, I'm so excited. It's so big. And I'm trying to see people are having sex while listening to the show. 
Goddamn right. Uh, one quick drop in there, too. The, uh, another piece of news that came out, of course, uh, yesterday about Baldur's Gate 3 uh, was uh, came from the PlayStation blog where Emily Guerra, a product manager from Larian Studios, wrote, Baldur's Great Th- Gate 3 is a big RPG. A great big, uncompromising RPG. It shows in the numbers more than 170 hours of cinematics and featuring three times more cinematic dialogue than all three The Lord of the Rings novels combined, a library of more than 600 spells and actions, and plenty more. Yo, we got to cool it. This is is what I want. I want everybody... It's going to take you a year. You got 170 hours of cinematics to watch? I want everybody to turn to the Dying Light 2 developers and apologize. Because we all got mad when they were like, yeah, our game has a lot of content. We all fucking shat on them for this. But everybody's excited about this, as you should be, because... Yeah, like, this is cool if you're somebody who's super into Baldur's Gate 3. I, um, my homie um, Alex Van Aken and uh, my friend Nato also, and quite a few people I knew, played a lot of Divinity Original Sin 2 yeah, when that pop, came out. And, of course, that's also from Larian, similar kind of game. And that was so many of their favorite game of the year. That's so many people's, like, one of their favorite RPGs ever. The depth of it, the amount, the amount of content, the amount of um, things you can do with the D&D structure of the game in order to like create your own content as well. That was the thing that spoke so widely to people and so in so deeply to people that were into this kind of world, right? Especially it being based in D&D. And so, yeah, like Baldur's Gate 3 is going to be huge, um, both in the sense of it is going to speak to a lot of people. Well, yeah, also, I think the fact that it is 170 hours of cinematics, the fact that it is, it's going to take you 70 to 100 hours for a standard playthrough. And hey, maybe you might want to re-roll your character and play again, right? Sure. Maybe you might want to, um, partner up with friends and do meet up every Friday night and do a can't like a, a few missions right to to further on your campaign. These are the options that very much are going to speak to this community, and that is dope for them. Like that is 100%. that is really awesome. It doesn't speak to me because I'm not this, the um, uh, this kind of game kind of person. I'm not this kind of player. But yeah, like shout out to this. That's really cool that they're able to actually make something that is this uh content filled that is di- this deep. they're delivering for the audience that is the Baldur's gate audience yeah this is what these people want this is what these type of gamers want like i i always wanted to get into divinity i heard such great things about it and it never worked for me and so i look at Baldur's gate 3 and i'm like mm, i want to try it but again for our lives and our review periods and everything else going on let alone the fact that it will be starfield momentarily and i'm more excited for starfield personally just based on setting and think world building than that and not to mention that it's like, oh, well, you could do this and you could re-roll. And it's like, yeah, I could do that. I could do that in Diablo. I've already, I've already yeah. put so much time in Diablo. Thing, I'll be running Diablo so many seasons. nerdy-ass video games coming out For right sure. now. Like, so many video games that you can put your, your whole self into. And so, yeah. yeah, Diablo is one of those games. And that's, I think that's one of the reasons why I'm not able to get too deep into Diablo is the fact that I know the commitment that Diablo asks. And I just don't have the bandwidth for that commitment. Sure enough. Same I mean, with that's, how, three. that's where I'm at, honestly, a little bit with Final Fantasy. Mm. Where it's like, every time I get that night free to play Final Fantasy, it's like, well, I could, but I'm going to have to move on to this game to review. So why am I, do I really want to put three hours into this, you know, 50 hour, yeah. 60 hour Final Fantasy when I know that I need to knock out this game, which I hope it's, is it's 10 hours It's the economy shorter. of time that we've talked yeah. about with like games and service games, but I think speaks as much to RPGs as well, where do I put... 60 hours into Diablo, or do I put 50 hours into Final Fantasy 16? Well, I'm going to choose Final Fantasy 16 because I know there's a higher chance that I'm going to fall in love with that because that's yeah. more my kind of game. Am I going to put 30 hours into Dave the Diver, or am I going to... Come on out, Dave the Diver! <laughs> and yes, I'm, I'm yes. very much right now, like, I want to beat the game I'm reviewing to then go get into Dave the oh, Diver. Yeah. I'm very, like, every time I, I get back to my desk and I see, like, a few minutes of time, I'm like... Yeah. Do I boot up Dave the Diver now for the next 30 minutes and play that? Like, I'm excited to try to put that m- amount of time into Dave the Diver because that yeah. speaks to me. I think that looks like a really a, a really cool type of game. But yeah, when Baldur's Gate comes through, it is going to be, all right, I know Starfield comes out in a month, or I know Armored Core comes out in a few weeks. And do I get into Baldur's Gate 3? For so many people, the answer is going to be yes. Like, probably for most people, honestly, the answer is going to be that over Armored Core. I would imagine, right? This is me just speculating. But yeah, like, it's the economy of time that you got to figure out um, how you're going to spend as a player. And so, so many people are going to spend hundreds of hours in Baldur's Gate 3, and it's going to be a lot of people's, I predict, favorite game of all time. In fact, this is one that might be... I think there's a chance we could see it in Game of the Year conversations. I think Baldur's because, Gate 3? Yeah. I think because it's such a competitive year, and Baldur's Gate 3 probably is more of a hardcore, like way more of a hardcore RPG, Maybe it slips for stuff like Final Fantasy and Zelda and all that stuff. But for sure, you will see it in RPG of the year. And if this game delivers, it probably wins. 
I'm seeing a lot of people go through and they were like, oh my God, but you know, you, it is a great game and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, oh no, I, I don't know. I want to play. I want to try it. And mainly right now, what's, it works against it, of course, is that it's coming to that filthy PC first. And then a month mm. later, it comes to PlayStation, but then it'll be Starfield time. But I am looking right now at a video where they have it running on a Steam Deck. So, like, if I can make it run on a Steam Deck, maybe I try it out there and I go that way. It's not verified, it's playable. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's good enough. Okay. Yeah. Fallout 4 is just playable, but that's because, you know, like the text, like entering in your name and stuff is weird at the beginning. But yeah. once you get past that, bing, bang, boom. Last of Us sure. Part 1 was playable when it came to PC. It Ooh, just, it just took 10 hours to load. <laughs> you know? Joel looked like a cartoon character. He looked like the star of an Annapurna game. You know what I mean? Like he's a redact- you know? Speaking of Annapurna, I want to tell you all about the showcase we loved yesterday. But first, I'll tell you about this website we love. Patreon.com slash kind of funny. Over on Patreon.com slash kind of funny, of course, you can get each and every episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily ad free. You can get all the other podcasts ad free. You can watch them while we record those other podcasts live. You, of course, get them a day early as we record them live. You get them on demand ad free, like I said. You could, of course, get a whole bunch of bevy of hundreds of other, literally hundreds of other episodes of shows like Kind of Feudy Gregway and so much more only on Patreon.com slash kind of funny. But you're not on Patreon.com slash kind of funny. So here's a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. I know this from experience, how often it just seems easier to care about others and to keep it moving. But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burnt out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my very best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash kindoffunny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash kindoffunny. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Now, Greg. Yeah. Earlier in our conversation, I mentioned that if Baldur's Gate 3 hits, it probably wins RPG of the year. Uh-huh. And right after I said that, I had to think about it for a second because then I was reminded Starfield comes out and I was like, okay, well, also... Final Fantasy just happened. Final Fantasy just happened. Yeah. And then also Diablo 4, which action I don't RPG? think about as an RPG. But it Yeah, I don't think it would win action RPG. I don't think it would you win You don't think RPG. it would win RPG of the year? No. Really? Yeah. That surprised you, me. Do you think it would? I mean, like, you guys love Final Fantasy so much and then Starfield. But I feel like those are more maybe game of the year conversations, right? And like I like I would I would think it's gonna so. win? Can win both. I know. I mean, yeah, but like I think when we talk about RPG, there's a level of like hardcoreness that a game like Baldur's Gate 3 yeah. speaks to. Like that's my thing is I put I put up a, ball, a poll on Twitter just to see what people are, are talking about. Oh it's Brian Montana. What the fuck? <laughs> Anybody, any oh thank you. Oh actually like some oh, yes, like coffee. Yeah, please, yes, please. Thank you, honey. Yeah. Yeah. You, 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 you can freshen me up. You can freshen me up. Big, big, big boys, big boys need big coffee for big mornings. We're talking about big video game news. Everybody's having a great morning. Good morning, Greg. Good morning, Brian Good Altano. morning, <laughs> Now, Brian, can I, can I ask you a question? Yes. What game would you predict wins RPG of the Year at the Game Awards? All right, we got Baldur's Gate 3, Diablo 4, Final Fantasy 16, and Starfield. Well, at Sunshine Diner, the only game we have is Smiles. <laughs> Can I top you off with Great more answer. coffee? Would oh, you like yeah. coffee? Top me off. Top me off. There we go. Would you like Appreciate coffee? it so much. <laughs> sure, thank you. <laughs> Would 
Would you want to listen? <laughs> Why not? Sure. No, there it is. Yeah, that's great. Would you like to put your laptop like? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, oh, wait, yeah, hold on a second now. That laptop's been in service since 2015. All right, this laptop already crashes once a week, and so oh, yeah, once sure. a week, refresh it, turn it on, restart it. And I do, every day, I turn it off and turn it back on. Sunshine Coffee's been in business since 2021. We just started two years ago. It was a it was a bad time for us. <laughs> Yeah, it's a bad was, time to open a coffee shop. Everything was closed except for us. Can I get you some coffee? Yeah, I'll take some coffee. Yeah, sure. I Would love coffee. Would you like some coffee? I mean, probably not the mouse. No. I feel like it's not like, good for the please mouse. Please go. Please go. <laughs> please leave. Would anybody love some? Does this smoke machines want any coffee? Do you need any coffee over here? Does the audience need any coffee? I'm sure the audience could use some coffee. Would anybody like some coffee? I heard coffee enhances sex. <laughs> Brian, stay away from the cameras. <laughs> he's like he's like a vampire. You, we invited him in. <laughs> we did this to ourselves. We invited him in. God damn it, Brian, go away with coffee. Uh, and Tim Gettys. So game awards. Who's gonna win RPG is yeah. the question. I don't think it'll be Baldur's Gate. Because I do think, mm -hmm. unless it's a breakout, a breakout, breakout hit, I just don't think it's game awards. And this isn't me knocking the game awards, right? Because it's all of us voting, all these different outlets. But it, you, we've talked about it before, where it is really like the mainstream game. So I really do feel like it's going to be Starfield, Final Fantasy, mm -hmm. and then yeah, Diablo's in there. But I don't think Di Diablo will have the juice because I think the story of Starfield and the story of uh, Final Fantasy, uh, yeah, will connect more than the role-playing mechanics of how much i love going through and making my poison build or how you know i see gary right now has a great sorcerer build and stuff like that mm -hmm. like that's such nerdy shit that i bet people drop out before end game stuff and really worry about that people, i would say my thing with final fantasy is that it's not it's not much of an rpg yeah that's the exact that yeah, that exact thing i think it gets into it, it gets nominated into rpg of the year yeah. because it's final fantasy but that is an action game. Like, God of War Ragnarok is more of an RPG than Final Fantasy 16. See, which is honestly such a turnoff for me with it. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, I understand, and I'm going to play it, and I love the action of it. But, like, I am more like, I kind of wish this was open. I kind of wish I was doing the Final Fantasy, the thing that people loved before of, you know, leveling up and doing yeah. the thing. And yada yada. I mean, you're still doing that, Yeah, right? but like, like, like really this... building your character, right? Yeah. Or building your healer or whatever, though. Yeah, uh, I, I say take it to the bank. Starfield wins RPG of the year. Unless they shit the bed, I think so, too. Yeah, Zelda mm -hmm. wins game of the year. Fair enough. I Fair. like that one. Uh, number three on the Rough Report has a bunch of games that could win awards, though. Uh, yesterday was the Annapurna Interactive Showcase. We, of course, reacted to it live on Twitch and YouTube. You can watch the archive of our reaction on YouTube.com slash Games. It was me. The master of hype, Snowbike Mike, and Blessing at AOEA Jr. Both me and Mike gave it a 4 out of 5. Blessing giving the showcase a 5 out of 5. You said it was as good as Annapurna can do. Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine a better showcase from Annapurna Interactive for yeah. who they are currently as a publisher. And them finishing it off by announcing a Blade Runner game that is being developed internally. Fantastic. Like, I wouldn't have expected that, and I, that's a huge get for them. Yeah, 100%. Uh, of course, you know, there was a whole bunch of stuff in there. Lorelai and the Laser Eyes come to Switch and PC. Cocoon gets a release date of September 29th. We saw Lush Foil Lush foil Photography Sim looked cool coming to PC and console later on. Tua T debuted. Uh, it looks like a wacky-ass game <laughs> coming from uh, the developer. Oh, God, it's uh, getting away from me, and I don't want to speak out of turn. It's gone. Sorry, uh, Valley? Or not sorry, Valley. Um, Katamari, I thought, was it Katamari? Oh, Somebody talked about it after the fact. It wasn't in the trailer we're watching right now, which is a dynamite trailer. You need to go watch and listen to the song. Uh, it's not coming to PlayStation everywhere else. Uh, Ghost Bike was shown. It's coming in 2024. It is? it is? Yeah, great. Thank you very much. Got it. Still got it, Greg. Str uh, Stray's coming to Xbox on August 10th. Thirsty Suitors is coming uh, everywhere uh, November 2nd. Storyteller is getting a free update, new content, and new characters, and coming to Netflix September 26th. And then the big one at the very end. Annapurna said, we are making an in-house game here in studio, and it is Blade Runner 2033 Labyrinth coming to PC and console. No date, gameplay, really character or uh, description of the game given other than, hey, it's a Blade Runner game. Yeah. Again, I think this is an excellent, excellently um, paced and constructed showcase for games that we already knew about. They gave us more information. We got multiple dates on games that we're waiting on dates for, games like Cocoon and games like um, Thirsty Suitors, right? It was nice getting concrete release dates on those. The new games that they announced all looked interesting, right? To a T, 
looks really funny. It looks really cute. Um, the Ghost Bike game looks really interesting, right? Like, I, re- I really enjoyed what they had to show. Uh, Lushful Photography Sim, not my thing, but still looks excellent. Looks like a... Um, you don't want to play it? You don't want to go take some photos? No, I'm not a big photo simulation really? guy. Yeah, even like Pokemon Snap doesn't really speak to me that much. But oh, okay. yeah, like, good for the people that that does speak to. I think this looks like a really cool one of those. Um, and yeah, like, I mean, even the developer spotlights that where those devs didn't have much to show in terms of games. I think the focus that they put on them to actually get us interested in who those devs are, I think Annapurna does that better than anybody. It's, you know, it's focus. It's, they have, um, you know, good variety in terms of how they show these devs. So it doesn't all mold together. The example I always give for a bad example of how to do a showcase like this would be the, um, Koch Media, Koch Primetime Showcase from a few years Oof. ago. I talked about it talked about it in um, two episodes of The Blushing Show ago where I talked about video game showcases, yeah. and that was just Zoom call after Zoom call of them interviewing devs and them talking about, um, too much about their video games yeah. and a lot of the details getting lost there. The fact that Annapurna goes on location, shoots a thing, kind of gives each of the developer spotlights different cinematography so you kind of uh, you kind of feel the difference between what these de- uh, who these devs are and what they're doing and then they have these really interesting so- stories to share that gets you invested in a way that you know what makes you want to follow who these devs are and makes you actually want to follow them to their final game and so oh these two the married devs remember these two yeah like the, the yeah the, mar- <laughs> the married devs yeah they're really cool and then yeah the guy that uh, bear was just showing who rhode island i was gonna say portland yeah, I know. Because it's definitely the East Coast. No, it's, you know, it's for I sure. Right, that's why I live in Portland. Then it was also. like, I, there was a great comment yesterday in the Twitch stream. We're just like, why does Blessing think <laughs> hipsters only exist in Portland? <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> Do they not? I mean, it was yes. Then, it was then usurped by on PS I Love You when we called Eka. And he's like, no, I knew I had Blessing when there was some ass on the screen. <laughs> Eka doesn't live too far from Portland. All right. <laughs> if you want to have that conversation, Seattle basically just Eka the hipster. Okay. We're yeah, moving exactly. on. Ladies and gentlemen. These- it was great. It was great. It was a great showcase. It was really fun. Yeah. I'm excited for a lot of these games. I'm excited to see. Could have gone for more dates for the stuff I'm into, but I know if the good things take time. So I'll be okay. I'm happy to get a Thirsty Suitors date. Very excited for that. More storyteller content is something that'll have me excited always. Sure. Uh, number four on the Roper Report, Monster Hunter Rise has sold 13 million copies. This comes from a tweet from Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter Rise has now sold over 13 million units, with Sunbreak achieving more than 6 million units worldwide, too. To our global community, thank you. Your amazing support and passion for Monster Hunter is felt by everyone on the team. Happy hunting. And so, yeah, they break it down that uh, Monster Hunter Rise, 13 million units sold, and then Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, 6 million units sold. Blessing. Yes. Monster Hunter is inarguably bigger than ever. Yep. Which is crazy, because Monster Hunter was so big in Japan before it really got big here in the States. What do you think this means for Monster Hunter now? Well, yesterday we talked about uh, Niantic and their layoffs and their cl- studio closure. Yeah, their studios closing and some and their layoffs, but they are still putting out Monster Hunter now. Their Pokemon Go of Monster Hunter uh, very soon. I want to say September, but I need a you're wrong on that one. Check. Mm-hmm. Do you think that is actually going to find an audience? The Monster Hunter mobile game. Yeah. Oh, that's hard to it's hard it's hard to say, right? I yeah. think Tim talked about it yesterday on the show and put it well in terms of. Pokemon Go was so successful because it's Pokemon. Like, Pokemon does that in whatever version it comes out in. Put out Pokemon cards. They're going to be the biggest thing in the world. You put out any Pokemon collection thing, it's going to become the biggest thing in the world. And obviously, none of the Niantic AR things have ever has, have become as big as Pokemon Go. But I do think that with the, as they've been exploring these different IPs, there's potential for a lot of them to be successful, right? It's, it's about finding the right one. NBA All World, probably not the right one. A Monster Hunter game... I could see appeal there. For me, it's still Monster Hunter is very popular. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's uh, Niantic AR game popular, and so it's hard for me to imagine that like it becomes this big success that everybody's talking about. But I think it can serve its audience. But also, the question is, is that enough for what Niantic looks looks for out of it? Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't know about I don't know about the Monster Hunter um, Niantic game. That said. You know, really good for Monster Hunter to hit yeah. these numbers, oh, and the course. future of Monster Hunter is so bright. Where um, the fuck is Monster Hunter World too? Yeah, that's gonna. I mean, you want to talk about like it's gonna pop off when that when that drops. I think you're gonna have a huge if they get everything right, just a colossal hit on your hands. I would imagine because we loved World here. I played so much World. Me, Kevin, and Jen were obsessed. Some of my favorite memories of recent multiplayer gaming were 
Kevin coming over and his PJs playing, uh, you know, GDC one night we all left early and it was me, Scott Lowe and Xavier Woods at my house playing monster hunter on three different screens, just having a great time. Right. Mm. Uh, and so I liked rise from what I played. I of course missed the switch boat, but I played it when it came to PlayStation five, not mm. to, this year. Right. Which sounds ridiculous, but I enjoyed yeah. what we played there. You and I did some hunts together. The fact that monster hunter rise came out this year, but would make me think that world two would be maybe two years away. You think so? My thought is since it's just a port and it took a while to get here, mm-hmm. world's got to be further along. I, I, I mean, I mean, I would think a port would give you the time. Uh, well, letting a port exist in the ether, right, on PlayStation Five, kind of give you the time and, and space to like take your time with World Two, right? Hey, we're making oh, yeah, a, but I mean, like, think we're making how much money time, on this how much thing. Time, I mean, how long has it been since Monster Hunter World? Twenty eighteen. They're probably talking about five years, but I mean, Rise. It's been only a couple years since Rise. I think you include Rise in that conversation for big Monster Hunter entries. Yeah. You're not wrong. I mean, I'm not, I'm correct, not trying. I'm not, correct, I'm not yucking your yums yeah, yeah. on. on uh, correct you know. me if I'm wrong, but like those are both mainline games, right? It's not like one's a spinoff. No, no, no. Yeah. Like it's, you know, it started as a Switch exclusive or whatever. Right? Yeah. And it got ported everywhere. But no, they were, it, they're both real Monster Hunter games. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing there. Yeah. So that's, that's what would lead me to believe that maybe we're a couple years out. I'm saying right now, everybody. Bet your bottom dollar. Game Awards, Monster Hunter World 2 announcement. When this year? What, what date? December. It'll be in December. But, like, do they the say. Game Awards, December. Do they say 2024? Usually the Thursday before. I mean, they're joking. <laughs> I don't think they'll put a date on it. No. It'll just be a Monster Hunter World 2 trailer. When we'll get it, who knows? I'm not going. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ready to answer those questions yet. Fair enough. Number five on the Roper Report. I forgot. I was trying to see how many we had left. We saw a few. Scorn is coming to PS5 later this year. This is Chris Scullion at VGC. Xbox exclusive Scorn is coming to PlayStation 5 later this year. Developer Ebb Software has announced the first person horror adventure game was released on Xbox Series X and PC on October 14th, 2022. It will now be coming to Sony's console. Quote, as we were developing the game for PlayStation 5, we finally had the opportunity to tap into the potential of the DualSense wireless controller to immerse you even further in this twisted world. This time it'll be wet. Extending the synthetic experience. Synesthetic? Synesthetic. What the hell is synesthetic? Synesthesia? Okay, I'm going to look up. No, I, I, I'm you're not wrong. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm looking up synesthetic because I, I don't know if I entirely know what synesthetic When you hear music, but you see shapes. Oh. So it's kind of like, I think it's the auto, audio sure. visual meeting into one. All right. Uh, experience of Scorn, uh, the technical artist said on the blog. The release date is yet to be confirmed for PlayStation 5, but given it will be subject to exclusivity period on Xbox, it's unlikely to be here anytime before October 14th, 2023. Uh, Noble also tweeted out that Scorn has surpassed 2 million players. Which is outrageous, because I never hear anyone talk about this fucking Now, game. when they say 2 million players, and this is going to sound like I'm throwing so much shade. It, and I already know where, <laughs> yeah, you're definitely loading like, the shade gun. It, it came out on, on Game Pass, and so was that 2 million people booted it? Booted it up. 2 for seconds? When, and like, you know, oh, man, this game was really wet. <laughs> and then yeah. they popped out and never booted up again. I remember there was a little bit of interest around here for Scorn. They delivered some kind of flesh controller. Yeah. And then nobody ever heard Well, about the thing it. with Scorn that I think threw people off is that the game ended up being way different from what people thought it was. Yeah. Because in the trailers, you're like, oh, this is a really fucked up looking first person shooter. But then you start playing the game and it turns into more of a puzzle game. Mm. And I think that just threw a lot of people off because they didn't, their, the expectations didn't match what the reality of the game was. Well, we'll see if the PlayStation 5 audience will be duped as well. Number six on the Roper Report, Walking Dead is crossing over with Dying Light 2. Dying Light puts out a tweet and says, Breaking news, Dying Light 2 joins forces with the Walking Dead by Skybound Games in a thrilling crossover event. Survive, scavenge, and slay the undead like never before. Stay tuned for more info. That's it. I wish there was more info. (laughs) Well, remember, this was teased as well at, uh, at SGF when they did the weird little... Hey, Dying Light 2 update. And there was a guy at a table. And then at the end, he's like something about he held up the baseball bat with barbed wire. And I forget what he said. And me and Tim were like, Negan? Are they, are they, are they saying Negan? And then they never, this is now the next update to that. I won't lie to you. As a Walking Dead fan, this gets me excited. Is, do you think I, as is, a Dying Light fan too, as well? We enjoy yeah. Dying Light 2, but I have not gone back and I know they've put so much in Do you think game. this is Walking Dead infiltrating the Dying Light 2 game or vice versa? Like there's going to be Dying Light 2 content and like a Walking Dead content? No, comic? no, 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 no. I think it's going to be D- Walking Dead stuff comes to Dying Light 2. That's fun. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how they Man, would I would, it. I would play that. I, I'll yeah, go back yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah. I, I would hope it would be like, I don't know. I hope it's not just like costumes or whatever. I hope it is like story stuff and then we're in here mm. and doing this stuff. I mean, we'll they say it. Slay the Undead like never before. Those give me a barbed wire baseball bat. Call yeah, okay, seal. That's, that's it. But honestly, that 
sounds exactly like what it's going to be. Uh, seven and final on the Roper Report, ladies and gentlemen. Sifu's getting another big update, and it's the final one. Uh, Sifu tweets, how many lives did it take you to get this far? How long ago did you first step in to Wugong? Get ready to put sweat, blood, blood, and tears into triumph over the toughest challenges in title update five. Your final trial awaits you next September on PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. This update will wrap up more than a year of continuous support through free updates and further expand on the arenas. And yes, you read that right. We're talking about 75 new challenges on top Jesus. of the existing ones. Sifu, Sifu, Sifu. This is incredible. That gets you excited? That gets me so excited. Yeah. Watching the, I haven't sat down and watched the full trailer, Bear showing um, the visual as, we're, as you were reading through. And I mean, it continues to look incredible. But like this game, you show me anything from Sifu and it already looks incredible. And so, unless it's, it's on Switch. Unless it's on Switch. God, that Switch version looked terrible. But yeah, like the, um, just adding in new environments and new challenges. And it sounds like a lot of new content, honestly, from what they're talking about, gets me very excited. I, I really can't wait for this to come out. Uh, we do have another breaking news for you here. Uh, this one comes from Kotaku, where Ethan Gotch writes, Sources, Assassin's Creed publisher remaking Black Flag, the pirate one. Uh, Ubisoft is doubling down on its most popular franchises, including Assassin's Creed. Kotaku has learned that strategy now includes a remake of Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, the 18th century pirate fantasy period piece, and one of the more fondly remembered entries in the series. It's what many fans have asked for every time they see a new trailer for Skull and Bones, Ubisoft's other pirate game, Long Trapped in Development Hell. According to two sources familiar with the plans, who asked not to be named because they were not authorized to discuss them, a remake of the 2013 cross-gen PS3 Xbox 360 game is still in the earliest stages and will not be complete for at least a few years. A team at Ubisoft Singapore, one of the studios that has led development on Assassin's Creed franchises evolving ocean tech, will be heavily involved in developing or helping modernize the Caribbean-based sailing game. A spokesperson for Ubisoft did not comment. I have two thoughts on this. Okay. One, this gives me similar vibes is when we learned about the Last of Us remake, where this game came out, what, 2014? Correct me if I'm wrong. 2013. 2013? Yeah. E even still, does this game need a remake? It only came out last gen. Yes. Yeah. You think so? Two gens ago. It was a PS4 game. No, well, it was at the very beginning of the PS4. It was a cross-gen between PS3 and PS4. So here, I understand the argument you're making. Yeah. You can be like, well, The Last of Us was a PS3 game. This yeah. is a PS3 game, blah, blah, blah. Black Flag didn't get remastered already. You know yeah, what I mean? That, like, that Last of Us never left the conversation. Last of Us is still a game you were playing on your PS3, your PS4, and your PS5 sure. via backwards But like, that Last of Us remaster came out in like 2014, which would have been a year after this. If I got that correct, I think that actually I'm pretty sure yeah, I got that. Yeah, right. yeah I, think I think you know that. Right. I think you know yeah. that. Think like, you there's that. a similar amount of years ago. Well, again, I already closed it. Control Shift Two. That's uh, my, my first thought. My second thought is just the fact that remakes are the thing, right? Right, right now. Like, I think every big publisher now seems like they are working on uh, remakes to some extent. And the fact that yeah, we're at the point where Ubisoft is remaking Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Oh yeah, I think we're. I think this is only the beginning. I think. We're going to see a lot more remakes as we go. This seems to be the new cash cow. Sure, because you keep fucking up new stuff and you can't make the audience happy with new stuff. Yeah. <laughs> My thought here, though, is like, again, remaking Black Flag. I could, to I mean, obviously, I could be totally wrong. We don't know shit about it. But my thought there would be that you're not doing the Last of Us remake kind of thing. You are remaking it. It is going to be the modern Assassin's Creed, whatever, but it's the Black Flag story and all that stuff. I don't think it's going to be mission for mission. World. You don't think it's going to be the same game? You think it's going to be? I think it will be. I think the world. I think the cities will be bigger. I think they'll be more diverse. I don't think it'll. I guess this is a weird one. I think it'll have more modern controls. Like I'm, as a Black Flag fan, I am very excited about this. Yeah. As somebody who's like, oh man, like I could. I don't. The story of I don't. I never even finished Black Flag. Black Flag was that one where it was like I started. It was. Do you remember? Did you play it? No, but the I map was it. broken up by the ocean, right? And it was like, you know, the first, the fourth or whatever was easy, medium. It kept getting harder as you went down. And my thing was I went island to island doing everything, getting every chest. And so I think I only barely made it to the second section, except that I played 40 hours of the game doing, you know what I mean? Like, I'd be totally down for it's a beautiful 
you know, 4K, whatever, 60 frames when you don't put it in 4K. Yeah. Uh, you know, a PS5 game that's got all the bells and whistles. It, it really that's was fair. the precursor to like Odyssey. A hundred percent. How Odyssey was also. And so I think taking, that. if you were to come in and you we're remaking it and keeping the backbone of what it was, and which is the exploration mm. the islands, but we're doing more of what worked in Odyssey and in Origins, right? I think that could mm. be really But then fun. also okay, that like, makes sense. maybe keep around the gameplay that they might have spruced up for Mirage, which sure. will hopefully be like a more modern kind of takeaway of the classic Assassin's Creed, like moment-to-moment gameplay. Yeah, I think you do have something special there. I think it's one of the best stories in the in the series, and it's really just... See, I think that would be the more... Also, just uh, sea shanties, man. Yes. I think that would be the more interesting way to do it, would be, hey, we're reimagining slash rebooting, like... A lot of the idea and concepts of Black Flag, but making another original game that is, hey, here's Black Flag, but is Black Flag contextualized through what we did with Odyssey and Origins and Valhalla, um, as opposed to like, you know, if they're gonna if they're gonna do like a one for one remake, it's like just remaster it then, right? Like just yeah. give us, give people a PS5 version because people do love Black Flag. I know that's that's a fan favorite. Um, but yeah, if you're gonna put out something that is just called Assassin's Creed Black Flag in the way that God of War 2018 is God just God of War, sure. and it is, hey. It's what you love about Black Flag. We're bringing back ship combat. We're bringing back all these things, but we're making it an Origins-like game. I think that's, I think that could be exciting for the audience. Well, sadly, we'll have to wait and see a few years to see what Ubisoft's up. But I'm just saying, don't have to play the song. Maybe it's a good time to buy some stock. They got some good things up their sleeve. I'll stay quiet. I can't wait to see what Ubisoft does next, bless. Mm. But that's so far away. Mm. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the Mama Grab shops, where would I go? You would go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. And also, I put up a poll on Twitter asking when, what wins RPG of the year. Surprisingly, the, the percentages are more equal than I would have thought. But Starfield is uh, winning currently with 37.5% Great of the vote. year for video games. Out today. Crime o'clock on Switch and PC. What everybody one two switch. And what time? Yeah, it's crime o'clock. It's crime o'clock. Five, it's fifteen past crime o'clock. Uh, everybody one two switch on Switch. Ghost Trick Phantom Detective on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Goodbye World on all the PlayStations, all the Xboxes. Master Detective Archives Raincoat on Switch. Samba Diamigo Party Central on Switch. Uh, Front Mission First Remake on all the PlayStations, all the Xboxes, and a C. Maybe PC. Maybe it's just the new console. We'll see. Inner Ashes, PS4, PC, and Switch. Ray's Arcade Tech Chronology. I'm sorry. Ray's Arcade Chronology, Switch and PC. PS4. Switch and PS4. You're not buying that game. What do I care? Remote Life 2, Fearless, PC. Uh, new dates for you. Banshu Tactics launches August 10th on Steam. Deals of the day for you. It's Joey's half birthday, which means you can get 25% off everything in our Rooster Teeth store with the code Christmas in June. Remember, we have a new store at kindoffunny.com slash store, but our old store, which is where this uh, Christmas in June would work, is kindoffunny.com slash old store. Go there and buy it all. And then the Steam Summer Sale is going on through July 13th. You have some great deals like 60% off Midnight Suns, 50% off No Man's Sky, and 50% off Dark Souls Remastered. Blessing. Greg, we ask people watching live to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. How many people are telling us about? The well, the problem was I sex. thought I had it open. Nobody was correcting us. But then it turns out there's like 17 corrections here. But it's we had a goofy show. A lot show. of it was data. Yeah, data it's a lot stuff. of goofy show here, right? So why kebabs? I don't want you to correct the fucking fallout boys. SpongeBob SquarePants uh, power wash simulator is out today. We said that yesterday. That was not yesterday. Yeah, uh, yesterday. Then ban yourself into the ether. Who said that? I'm going to... Timmy, buddy, ban yourself into the ether. Ban yourself into the ether. Into Easter. Yeah, we, it's fine. We did it. Everything's fine. I don't care. Nobody cares. Ah, <laughs> uh, Let's talk about the fact that Kind of Funny Games Daily comes to you each and every weekday, which means it's the weekend, which means you're not getting a new episodes for two days. <gasps> but we will be back next week. And when we return, it'll be me and Tim on Monday. Tuesday, we're not here. It's the 4th of July in America. We have the day off. Wednesday, we'll be back with Blessing and Me. Thursday, it'll be me and Tim. And Friday, it will be Tim and me. Of course, if you're watching live, guess what? It is Tim Tam's birthday. That means there's a giant celebration going on all day long here. To bridge the gap 
we're going to invite Snowbike Mike out here to the desk to answer your YouTube super chats. So go ahead and get those in right now if you want to talk to us. Well, I'm actually leaving. It's just Mike and you, I think, uh, about what's going on. Uh, then, of course, was it, is Andy not coming through to us? Oh, no, it's just me and Mike. Then we'll go out there and we'll do the big old birthday stream all day long. It'll be one of the long ones. So, of course, you should be watching nonstop on twitch.tv slash games and youtube.com slash games. If you're listening to this later, come on over. Of course, if we're live, we're live. But if we're not, youtube.com slash games has the stream on tap for you to get to whenever you want it you can watch it you can have fun you can enjoy it remember of course this has been kind of funny games daily each and every weekday on a variety of platforms we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about if you like that head on over to kindoffunny.com slash kfgd part be part of the show or go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny to get the show ad free to get hundreds of exclusive episodes to get us to watch the, the podcast a day early and all that other jazz of course you could just support us there too because it means a lot to us go to the store go to the old store uh go to youtube.com slash games. subscribe watch everything on demand yada 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 brian altano is here to record a bunch of let's plays with me because of course you supported us on patreon.com slash kindoffunny so look for those soon until next time though we're going to invite Mike out here. He's going to do a little post show. It's been our pleasure to serve you. Congrats on the sex.